It'll come as no surprise that women are underrepresented within venture capital. Research from the European Women in VC network reveals that only 15% of VC general partners in Europe are women. And at a global level, only 7% of partners at the top 100 venture firms are women, according to a Crunchbase survey. So just how difficult is it to break into such a male-dominated industry? And how can women overcome the challenges that come with this kind of environment? In this episode, we'll explore these questions further and speak to two women with first-hand experience. I'm Evie Ressman, and this is Spotlight. A lot of women working in venture capital will agree that it is a varied industry and the routes into the sector differ significantly. Hi, this is Gayla Jennings O'Byrne. I'm the co-founder and general partner of Walkstar Fund. We are an early stage venture capital fund investing in women of color tech companies. Growing up in Silicon Valley, Jennings O'Byrne was inspired by the innovation and the technology that was being created all around her. This pushed her to take a job at a tech company, after which she had an almost two-decade career on Wall Street, first as an investment banker, and then her last role being in J.P. Morgan's philanthropy arm. And so from all of these angles, be it in Silicon Valley, be it on Wall Street, be it as an international lobbyist or seeing it philanthropically, there was always one thing missing. And no surprise to this group, that was women and people of color. And so after a call from someone who had an amazing resume, double Ivy League degrees, had started a couple of startups herself and got a call where she was struggling to make payroll because she hadn't raised enough. It was an aha moment for me that I could and should have the courage and the fortitude to say that I could take my resources, my network, my Rolodex and my experience and join the front line, if you will, with uh, all of these women entrepreneurs that were building amazing companies and technologies, but for lack of capital, weren't able to scale in the way that they should. With a completely different route to entry, Nora May Kadina, managing partner at early stage venture firm Supply Change Capital, was set for a long career in aerospace before discovering her passion for VC. I was a mechanical engineer by training and I was enamored by this idea of bringing products to market in, in a very large way commercial satellites and airplanes and being part of a team that was sent out to a launch site that got to say go and see a rocket go up in the sky was just incredible. I had also grown up being moved by responsibility as a first generation college grad, as the eldest in my family and as an as an immigrant to the United States, having been born in Mexico. And so I grew up teeter-tottering on responsibility and wanting to do really cool things. And it wasn't until after business school that I got back to the corporate space and really became impatient with the speed of innovation and also uh, wanting to create opportunities as opportunities had been created for me. So at a time when I thought that joining an early stage, fast moving company in aerospace was the right path for me, I ended up discovering venture capital and found it to be the perfect intersection of bringing innovation to market, creating opportunity for people, and then really creating this community post-investment to ensure that folks had the appropriate odds of success. Getting a foot in the door is only the beginning. Working in such a heavily male sector can present a whole host of challenges for women. But Kadina says facing up to the hard decisions becomes easier over time. I think that doing hard things and responding to this 
physical and intellectual desire to drive change really creates muscle memory. So going back to all the hard decisions I've made, you know, each time I'm faced with a tough challenge, it's easier and easier to take that first step. I think what's hard is the daily inertia, right? Making the decision to do something hard and needed and necessary and impactful is easy when you can see stats that sometimes are hard for other people to see. Kadina also emphasizes the importance of being confident, working alongside people that are not like you and to continue to try and evoke change despite continuous hurdles. The hard part is navigating the sea of this community that is not like you and having the fortitude to attack it each and every day and to feel comfortable being one of the first, to be comfortable pushing those boundaries, charting the course, right, bringing others along for the ride. I think that's been the biggest challenge for me. I know that this work is critical and necessary and that I've found this interesting niche where there is a lot of opportunity for returns. Kadina reiterates the value in remembering why she wanted to be in the industry in the first place. Each and every day there is a mountain to tackle and reminding myself of the big picture for me, for my investors, for the founders that we will be investing in. That is what helps me get through each and every day. The lack of progress being made is also a huge driver, adds Jennings O'Byrne. We're doing this because there's innovation that isn't getting to market. There's great outsized returns that could be generated. And so now instead of coming at this from a place of hoping people will get involved, now we're sort of inviting people instead of asking or begging or inviting. But in terms of how it relates to men, again, coming back to that confidence and just being comfortable thriving in whatever setting, you know, knowing that you're not always going to have perfect information, perfect allies around you, but also knowing that, you know, part of this is familiarization and helping people get comfortable with the space as well. Finding the right support network and surrounding yourself with like-minded people can also help to overcome challenges, says Kadina. I think community is everything and finding other women, finding other women of color who are building out their own firms and going through the same geography, uh, you know, the same virtual geography of challenge has been incredible for me because even though I grew up in a very challenging environment, I always had this ecosystem of possibility around me where people's hopes and dreams were much larger than any tangible experience around them. And it was the same for me. So I couldn't see it, but I knew that it could be created. And that's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing a world that does not exist. But I know that if I can get there and if I can support other women of color in getting there as well, that we will we will all be better off. There will be more opportunity. There will be better innovation that is serving a larger percentage of people on the planet and there will be opportunity for returns. So I focus on the end game. In many industries, not just venture capital, women are encouraged to adapt or change themselves to fit in with the current systems at play. However, Jennings O'Byrne advises women to be authentic to their true self, as this can not only be a tool for innovation, but also is one of the only ways to properly bring about change. I want more women to go into this, so I'm always advising people to come into this space. Things I share is that be your authentic self. 
You don't have to be like the guys in a hoodie or in a, you know, a fleece vest. Um, Be yourself, show up and be your authentic self. Surround yourself with people that are going to support you and create your own personal board of directors, if you will. And the other thing is, you know, so many of us come into this from other careers or having other experiences or educations, those are valuable. And so think through how those could be a value add in this space as well, right? It's not having to reconfigure yourself into, you know, Silicon Valley dude, bro, you know, that went to Stanford and works at Sequoia. Like you can be this amazing mechanical engineer, rocket scientist like Norman come into this and have so much value to add. So those are a lot of the things we talk about when we're advising women to come into this space. But please, we want more of you. So if you're listening, join us. Venture capital is facing a struggle when it comes to attracting diverse talent. And the figures mentioned earlier show this. Furthermore, the percentage of VC firms investing in women-led companies is very low. Jennings O'Byrne argues further that since the conversation around DE&I has increased in recent years, firms have been falsifying their efforts when it comes to equality. I think there's a lot of diversity porn and diversity headlines, but, you know, listen, we're in a numbers game. And if you look at the numbers, they don't look very well. So I don't need to go into that more. The numbers speak for themselves, but I think people need to really do some self-reflecting and figure out how they can do better in the spaces that they hold or the circles that they can influence, um, whether that be what they invest in or the people they invest in, the people they hire. Because I think, you know, even when you Google diversity and venture capital, you're going to get like a gazillion hits in like under 30 seconds right on Google. But the reality is everyone who's got diversity and inclusion on their website should take that down unless they've got one to 5% of their assets under management deployed into companies of color. So what is the end goal? And what steps need to be taken to get there? I think we need to have a real conversation about who's investing and why they are and why they are not. Again, so many identify as impact investors, diversity and inclusion, but again, the numbers speak for themselves. I think we need a real conversation about that. And we need some people to be real leaders and investing and allocating capital to funds of color, women of color, first-time funds. And I think the people that need to lead that are the foundations. We're trying to look like the institutionals, <laughs> right? When people entrusted them with their money to make impact and to take the risk, right? Because they have that ability, right? The benefit was given during the tax deductions, right? And so now that capital is there to take risks, to try new things, to pilot things. And yet those guys are trying to look like, you know, the traditional conservative institutional guys. So I think foundations need to do more. Kadena argues that having the right company culture is make or break. I think culture culture is everything. And in the height of the conversation around STEM, the aerospace company where I worked previously was continuously highlighting K-12 programming and entry-level recruitment practices. And those of us who were already in the industry and had been for a long time were reminding our teams and our, our HR organizations that, you know, there were a lot of people within the company already and that what we really needed was a clear path to career growth and that the culture needed to first adapt and evolve 
before we started focusing on the inputs into the process. And I think the same is true in venture capital. I mean, within our firm, we focus heavily on post-investment support, and we've partnered with an executive coaching firm to ensure that the companies we invest in are building in the processes and building up the kind of culture that is unique to them so that they can attract and retain talent it is the same across the PE and VC firms, where I believe that that having the strong culture and leadership will lead to a more diversified team. So yes, I, I do believe in a top-down approach ahead of, you know, bringing in a diversified base of interns over the summer or hiring analysts and associates. What else is essential in driving the movement forward? I also think women are key here. I'm part of the Portfolio Network of Funds, and Portfolio was founded on this theory that if women enter this ecosystem as limited partners, they will invest in female fund managers who will then in turn invest in companies led by women. And and what Portfolio reported earlier this year is that women's wealth has increased to $30 trillion dollars. And if women invested at the same rate as men, we'd have an extra $3.2 trillion of assets under management from private individuals. And, you know, nearly $2 trillion of that capital would go into responsible investing. So I think finding ways of bringing more women into the ecosystem throughout this value chain of investing is one way. And focusing on culture uh, within these firms and not just entry level or on ramps is key number two. What is needed now is for firms to step up and take proper action, argues Jennings O'Byrne. So I think we need to move away from those great headline kind of activities, if you will, um, and start looking at the systemic issues and the systemic solutions that we could be solving. One that I would throw out there is I would love to see a program or a trend by which the large established traditional VC funds maybe start to invest in and become part of the smaller funds like ours. Now, there may be you know, policy reasons why they can't invest, right? But what if there was a way that you could have some partnership with funds like ours, right? What if there's a way to share some backup practices or services, right? All these things that don't really take money out of anyone's pocket or food off anyone's table, but be, it could be a great way to build the system as a whole, again, at that systemic root cause level of how we get more funds up and running. You know, what we're talking about here is not how do we get invited to the party where the bros are at. What we're talking about is how do we change the system in a way that we're more efficient in the market in terms of how capital is allocated, who's allocating the capital, who's writing the check to be allocated, right? So again, this isn't Norma and Gala being like, invite us, please, 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 can we come to your barbecue? Because guess what? I got the best barbecue in the whole damn world. This is about how we make sure her barbecue, my barbecue, and all the other great barbecues are also getting up and running. While there is still a long way to go when it comes to making VC a completely diverse and inclusive place, Jennings O'Byrne remains optimistic and has seen huge steps being taken towards that end goal already. I'm hugely positive. It's what gets me out of bed every day with glee in my heart. And because we're winning, the companies we've invested in are winning. We've invested in about 14 companies. Three are on pathways to exits. One through file their S1. 
uh, to go public and the others are through acquisitions with public companies. So I see the change and the growth that we're talking about. I see the exits and the returns that we know are going to happen. So yeah, I'm hugely positive because we're winning. These women are winning. You know, we were intentional in calling our fund Rockstar. Sounds like Rockstar because we knew that these women are rock stars in their industries and we get the joy and pleasure of seeing them win. As for Kadena, she also believes there are exciting things to come. I'm so excited by the rapid growth of emerging firms that are led by you know, people who are simply fed up with the way capital is being allocated, who see opportunities that are being missed and want to, you know, carve their own space in this ecosystem. I think we're already seeing the the benefits of that in, in terms of who gets funded in our own firm. We're focused on the two forces that are radically transforming the food economy, climate and culture. We've made 10 investments to date, and 70% of our capital has been invested into companies led by women. And 90% of the capital has been invested in companies led by either women and or people of color. So it's been incredible to see within our own firm, within firms led by our respected friends and colleagues. And I'm very bullish on this wave of emerging managers having outsized returns that then create capital to uh, reinvest into the community. That again was Nora May Kadena of Supply Change Capital and Gayla Jennings O'Byrne of Walkstar Fund. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts or at any of PEI Media's various titles online. I'm Evie Rusman. Thanks for listening.